Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon, I guess. Hi, guys. I guess it's morning time here, but whenever I record these, I kind of think about, like, when are people listening to this, yeah. you know? Also, like, where is your demo? Are they in central time for the most part? You know, that's a really good question. Because I'm always, I think like, so, yeah. I'll always be like, oh, it's 50 degrees out. And I'm like, it's actually not 50 degrees for the majority of people listening to this. <laughs> like, there are people that are in L.A. listening to this where it's, like, 70 and sunny. So I never know, like, what to say. Wait, this might be crazy of me, but I actually don't know my, like, demos. Really? No. Have you ever looked on, like, TikTok or Insta? Oh, oh, oh. Like, on those channels, yeah. yeah. But, like, for my podcast specifically, I don't look at it because it's managed by, like, my Management managers. Company. It's managed by my managers. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't I would assume it's probably fairly similar to like your other stuff but maybe not I don't know okay well let's get into it good morning everyone reporting live from Austin Texas with Eli excited hi I know I'm so excited to have you in Austin back again crazy I feel like I like am getting familiar with the city now which yes. feels kind of nice to like visit somewhere and like know the places I like. Yeah, I think Austin is such a small city too that even after like a couple weeks here in the summer, I was driving around downtown without a GPS. Yeah. Like, also having pretty... a dog probably helps because you walk your dog and you like notice different streets and like areas and dog parks and everything like that. Yeah. Right now too, like there's a couple parks in our little neighborhood. So it's actually super nice. But when we were living on Rainy Street with the dog, it was absolute chaos I mean I'm sure you've seen all the construction yeah there is a lot of construction and it's been happening since I was here for South by last year yeah it's definitely popped up quite a bit more there's just high rises going left and right and like there's no green space downtown anymore so So, yeah Quincy poor thing was just pissing all over the concrete yeah like really needed a (laughs) needed a park (laughs) yeah finally got his fix well everything is giving LA to me here. Really? I was walking around and I was like, I've only been to LA twice, but I was like, okay, two hands. Isn't that an LA thing? Is it? It, uh, it might and be. And then Alfred's is an LA thing. And then Sun Life yeah. Organics is an LA thing. I was like, this is like kind of like all the good parts of LA <laughs> in one place. Cause LA kind of overwhelms me, but yeah. like, this is like sunshine, happiness, good smoothies. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good smoothies, a lot of like good, healthy food here. Yeah. I like that vibe. Yeah. Everyone from California listening. It sucks here. Don't move Don't here. Don't come here. <laughs> but no, I, I made a video on TikTok once that I was like, there's like two different diets, like the New York diet and the LA diet. And I was like, in New York city, people just eat carbs. Like there's, there's like not smoothies. Like you can't get like a good no? smoothie. Like there's like juice generation and juice press, but like, okay. They're, when I'm here or in Los Angeles, like the juices, the smoothies, like the healthier foods that also mm-hmm. taste really good, like hit different. Yeah. And in New York, I feel like everyone's just like struggling to get through. Like it's like <laughs> just a massive struggle of like carbohydrates, which I do love on some level. Yeah. I will say like juice land is a huge thing here. There's a juice land in like every yeah. corner almost. I love it there. It actually is interesting because I feel like I lived in New York for five months in college. No way. Yeah. I, I did my like study away there. Wait, that's so funny. I know. I had the, I had the option between, it was Florence and New York and then um, also Hong Kong, but that was like a really, really small program that you had to be accepted for. Yeah. And me being me, I was dating my high school boyfriend at the time and I was like, I'm going to move to New York yeah. because then we can make it work. He can yeah. come visit me. Uh, you had to you had to pick where you're gonna go like a year in advance, and we broke up. So then I was just like kind of <laughs> kicking myself. I'm like, like damn, okay, now I can't go to Florence. <laughs> I know. I'm like, damn, I could be in like Italy right now. Yeah. Wait, well, did is, you like it? Is Florence in Italy? Florence is in Italy. Oh God. <laughs> 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 don't worry oh my god um no I liked New York but it just it was not for me I like New York to visit it but I was also there from January to May and we had maybe two days of like 
somewhat remotely warm. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I love Austin. I love the people here. People yeah. here are just so friendly. So nice. And yeah. I love the weather and everything else. I think there's like a bit of magic to New York in a way that I noticed. Like uh, my boyfriend just moved and he's like living in Jersey now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like am there a bunch with him. And we did notice that like when you come back into New York from Jersey where it's like quiet and so calm, the energy is like so palpable. It's so there, but it's like a little too overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm the type of person that likes to visit New York and like not live there, Mm -hmm. but like it's afforded me all these amazing opportunities. Like I love it for now, but like not for the long haul. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think I've seen a lot of people recently that are moving out of New York. I feel I was just, um, I think like it might have been Girl Boss Town. She was visiting for like some event and we got drinks. And she was like, How do you guys do it? Like, yeah. how do you live here? And I was like, I, I I ask myself that all the time. It's so like insanely overwhelming to mm-hmm. me and loud. That's the other thing. Like the first night that I slept in my boyfriend's apartment in Jersey City, like we woke up like naturally to like no noise, like no screaming, no sirens, yeah. no banging, no loud crashing, like <laughs> noise, like no honking. And I was like, that Whoa. was when I realized, like, it's so loud. Like, the noise level is, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Even, okay, I'm not going to say Austin is not even remotely comparable to yeah. New York, but living on Rainy Street, the construction oh, and, yeah, people just, like, out every night, um, having quiet peace to sleep, like, whoa, that's a game changer. Yeah, you're like, wow, I actually feel well rested. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, it's really nice. Yes. Okay, well, we're happy to have you here in Austin. Love and it. I want to talk about, Okay, so my whole podcast, well, you know, you followed me from the very beginning. Oh my God, from day one. Yes. So it's all about fun on weekdays and, you know, like breaking out of your work life to enjoy your life outside of that, but also building a life that allows you to kind of pursue like your passions and everything. So as a full-time content creator, (laughs) influencer, podcast host, and now writer... I want you to talk kind of like what is your day-to-day look like? Because I think for you, it's a little bit different than just someone who only does social media because you dip your toes in like so many other things. Yeah, that's a good question. So I feel like I always say this, like I keep saying like, okay, like when it gets to January, like things are going to slow down. And that's just like (laughs) simply never the case because like week by week, things fill up so quickly. Mm -hmm. But I would say every single day I like get up at seven. I'm an early riser. I like to work out usually in the mornings, like Pilates or just a walk or run. Um, And then every day I have to do some form of writing, whether that's like editing, because I'm in edits for my book right now. Um, It was previously writing and like getting my deadlines together. So that'll Mm -hmm. fit somewhere into the day. I have always have like lots of random like calls and interviews. And like, I think like because I'm a journalist also like first, because I went and got my master's in journalism and I worked in journalism for a while, a lot of like reporters will use me for their stories as a creator because they know like I'm easy to like get on the phone they know I get it like and I get what they're trying to do as a source so I do a lot of that kind of stuff which is really fun um a lot of like chatting with people I talk to a lot of girls at like a lot of colleges so I always have that kind of stuff going on throughout the week um of course like TikTok Instagram Mm -hmm. I have like a semi-schedule for myself like on Instagram I do like Monday and Wednesday I have like my ask box up I always try to like do something that's like collaborative with my followers every week on Instagram then TikTok like I've been trying to put less pressure on myself honestly because I used to post like crazy amounts of TikToks and then I was like I don't need to do that so I try to like pull back and make like a little plan for myself um and then the podcast records once a week and I typically have it planned with like a guest or just myself um I've been trying to like work out 
how I like to record because like you have this beautiful studio like there's not this kind of space in New York so I'll <laughs> rent studio space if I'm having a guest yeah because I feel like it's like nice to bring someone somewhere but usually I'm just like with my Yeti mic in my room mm-hmm. um and then there are like events a lot in New York I kind of pick and choose now which like I'm really grateful that I get to do that because at first I felt so like I have to go to all this stuff. Yeah, almost like trying to prove, you know, like, oh, I got invited. So like I have to go because I want people to see me there. It started like really to overwhelm me a bit um, and like make me feel like, I don't know. I just felt like I think you've been speaking about this recently. Like, what am I doing? Like, am I here? Because like I love this brand and I want to build a relationship to them or like I'm here because I want to, or am I here because I think that like I need to prove something to like mm-hmm. people. So I just kind of like stopped doing that at the volume that I was before. But of course there are still like moments. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to like, similarly to what you've been saying, like find other ways to fulfill myself. Like whether that be like getting back into tutoring a little bit or oh, like, I, like I don't know, like helping people with their college essays. Cause I used to do that all the time. Like those things really fulfill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always like, on the hunt for a new writing project. So, like, I studied screenwriting and playwriting in college, so, like, I would love to do that. So I'm always, like, teetering around with ideas. Um, but every day is different, which I'm sure you relate to. Yeah. And like we just said, New York is crazy. But I like the moments that I get to slow down, which mm-hmm. aren't many, but, like, maybe, like, a Pilates class or whatever it is. There you go. <laughs> I can take a deep breath, and I'm, like, not, like, in the hustle and bustle of it all. I feel like you have a much better schedule than I do. Like, you keep yourself super busy. It seems like you have certain things that you do every day. And I feel like what I've been struggling with recently, ever since I kind of, like, put a pause on the events, is that I don't have enough to do day-to-day to keep me busy. And then I'm sitting here feeling like shit about myself where I'm like... Yeah, you feel guilty. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I need to, like, I need to go and... I need to like go work, yeah. you know, cause you'll have a project for the week, but you might finish it in like a couple hours yeah. or you might have like one phone call for the day. Yeah. And so I've just been, yeah, I've been struggling with that and just feeling super, super yeah. guilty and hard on myself. But yeah. I think we have a similarity there because in college I experienced this a lot. Like I would feel guilty for having fun if I didn't feel like I earned the fun. Mm. So like, for example, like I would overextend myself so much in college to the point that I was literally never in class because I was always like producing theater, writing things, like working on the newspaper. And if I didn't have like a million projects going, like starting a student org, I would feel so guilty going out with my friends on a Friday Mm -hmm. night. And I really had to unlearn that behavior. And I think it's like a careful balance because I think it's really good that you're like, okay, I want to feel busier in my life, but also like not beating up on yourself. Like I saw someone say that like laziness isn't technically negative. They said this on TikTok. It's the way your body is saying like, I really just like would love a break and like I would love to relax and we need to like get more comfortable with like relaxation. (laughs) But I do think it's a careful balance because I feel that so much. Like on a day when I don't have a ton going on, I'm like, what can I be doing? All of a sudden I'm so guilty. Like why should I get to go to this fun thing tonight if I didn't even like feel like I worked really hard today yeah that's a really good point especially like I I don't know I think back to when I had my job at TikTok and I would have like something lined up for work every day after work like to hang out with someone or go and do something or like just go somewhere yeah and it felt like I had something to look forward to every day yeah but then on days now where I'm feeling like just a little bit lost you know like what even is my day-to-day yeah when I do have those types of things like fun on weekdays yeah it doesn't feel exactly like you said it doesn't feel like I worked for it really yeah so it's not the same type of way to look forward to it 
you know? No, I feel that so hard. Like when I have like a crazy busy week and there's like light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like I'm so ready to have a good time. Like I really deserve this. And I think that that's like definitely something I have to work on Mm -hmm. within myself because like you still deserve to have a good time if you had like a lazier (laughs) day or you're feeling a little lost. But I really resonate with that because I think like when I had my nine to five also like I would finish the day and like go see a Broadway show or go do something, Mm -hmm. go out with friends. And I would always feel like, oh my God, like today sucked. Like I'm so happy that I get to like have this fun now. But when also when my days don't suck because I love my life and I love what I do, I'm like, do I even deserve to have a good time? Like it's definitely a weird thing that I have to talk about in therapy more. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about your nine to five. What did you do right out of college? So right out of college, I graduated in 2020. So like pandemic, I was a theater major and a creative writing minor. And I worked on Broadway in college and I just realized like it's, really strange and no one thinks it but it's like a man's world in the like really? production side of Broadway so like the people that like run Broadway on the like most top level in producing roles they're all like straight white men which is kind of surprising when you think about how like vibrant and colorful and diverse Broadway is mm-hmm. um but if you know about Broadway it's like not surprising so I think I just felt a little like sad about that I was like wow this just wasn't what I thought it was going to be I got back to school senior year I was like okay I'm going to go full force with this writing thing it's like what I love to do so I applied to grad school for an MFA in creative writing, which is like, it's an interesting thing to go pursue after you're a theater major, like so much creativity. I definitely was feeling anxious. Like people are going to think that like, I just couldn't make it like as a creative, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, using a backup plan. And I also threw in, um, Columbia's grad school in journalism as a master's option as well. So I applied to 10 schools. I got into NYU's MFA in fiction and then Columbia's MS in journalism. And my parents were like, our rule is like, we paid for your undergrad, which I'm so lucky that, and like privileged that that even got to happen. But if you want to grad school, you have to go pay for it yourself. So I had some money saved from like waitressing and just like saving up throughout my life. Um, but just not nearly enough. So I had to look into like loans that I could get. Mm-hmm. And the MFA at NYU was just like really expensive. It like wasn't going to work. So I was like, okay, I'm going to Columbia, which I'm really grateful that I went. Um, so I did that. And I was like, I'm going to do creative journalism and I'm going to figure out like how to get an agent and how to get a book deal. Like that's what I really wanted. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try to work at a magazine. Like I'm going to try to work at like Teen Vogue or like Cosmo. Mm-hmm. So I was like really like putting all my eggs in those baskets and like it was like 2021 when I graduated, job market sucked, nothing was really happening. And my parents had cut me off. They were like, if you want to live in New York, you're, <laughs> you're getting a job. And I have these loans now. So I'm like, okay, um, I don't know what to do. So I got this job finally at this publication called Insurance Insider. Ooh, and it is, fancy. It's, like, <laughs> it's like Bloomberg, but for the UK, like it's based in the UK. Oh, interesting. It's like the biggest insurance publication. I know nothing about insurance, nothing about math. Like <laughs> I was a personality hire for sure. Same, also like same. my boss like was creepy as hell to me. And I think I was more than a personality. Like, he hired me. He was the only person that interviewed me. Like, I think he just wanted me around. Like he was you really- You were a crush yeah, hire. Yeah, I was a crush hire. Like he was really weird. That's, I ended up quitting because <laughs> I was like getting really stressed out with everything going on with social media and my podcast. And then I signed with the management company and they were like, we don't know why you have nine five. You could be making a lot more money. And I was like, well, I've, no one's ever taught me that. I, I don't know what's that. Mm. Like no one's ever told me that. And at the same time, my boss had said like that I reminded him of Gabby Petito, like okay. the girl, the YouTube vlogger whose boyfriend killed her. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And my parents were like, that's not okay. Like you're right. quitting like, and go to HR. So I like was like, I'm really uncomfortable. Like I quit yeah. that day. Like he had my address. Like, why did he say that? He was like, you're like a YouTube blogger like her. You kind of like look like her. Like you're kind of giving Gabby Petito. I was like, you cannot say that. Also, that's so insensitive. Yeah. and just like not okay to say. 
that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I quit the job and I was looking for other ones. Okay. But then I started making the rules lists and okay. TikTok just like blew up. So I was really like not going to leave journalism mm-hmm. and everybody always rags on me. Like you got this whole degree, you have these loans from an Ivy league school and you don't even use it. And I'm like, I do use it though every yeah. single day. Like writing and podcasting is journalism. Yeah, it really is. It's just a different form of it. Like the non-traditional. Oh, yeah. And when I think about magazines, like I actually can't think of the last time I ever read a magazine. No. Like at least print of it. Yeah. You know? Like you'll read like the cut articles online mm-hmm. and like we listen to podcasts and audio journalism is huge. Like they taught it at Columbia. I took a class. Like it's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And like podcasting is like the new wave of journalism for sure so call me a journalist yeah you're a journalist (laughs) I I always say TikTok (laughs) is broadcast journalism low-key like and people always laugh at that but yeah I was gonna get another job but like I just decided to play it out and see what happened and like Mm -hmm. I didn't look back which was obviously a good gut instinct but it was really wild yeah I love hearing that about you I mean I I feel like I know so much about you but there's like those fine details you know that like it really makes everything come full circle oh that makes sense now (laughs) yeah so do you think that your background in journalism like really helped you in terms of like identifying yourself as a creator with your content I think so yeah I think also like being a female journalist is really like it's interesting it's another crazy male dominated field like a lot of my friends who are in journalism as women like have these really interesting experiences that are like air on the side of negative and like have been a really interesting way for them to like learn about their identity mm-hmm. through that and I think also like learning to advocate for myself as a journalist and like going into source meetings and like interviewing people and all of that stuff like that's a really valuable skill set and like the advocacy and like advocating for myself and like being able to like know my place and carve out like a confident space for myself in the world of social media. Like I learned that all from journalism, if that makes sense. And I think like we're all kind of, I mean, this is journalism. Like that's what you're doing. And like, you're interviewing me. Like we are interviewing each other. Like (laughs) that's a skill set that like you have that I also was like able to develop through school. So I think for sure, but it definitely manifested in weird ways. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because um, you're looking at this as in like you learned this from journalism school. I'm looking at this like I learned this from sorority recruitment, girl. No. <laughs> well, the other day I was talking to my roommate and she went to um, the University of Arkansas. So like big sorority down there, like SEC, I think school. And she was saying like so many skills that she has yeah. are from the hell that was like rush week <laughs> and like having to get up at four o'clock in the morning to like do rush and like prepare for like the PNMs or whatever they call them down there. She was like, that like gave me a skill set. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it actually does. Like going through that process, like also gives you thick skin, but it gives you like a skill set that's valuable. Yeah. It, it really is interesting. Um, Cause I actually like, when I first started on TikTok, I remember um, I was in like my, my dating era. I was yeah. going on a lot of dates. Um, they never went anywhere. It was always like one date and I'm like, mm, I'm sick of you. Yeah. Um, but I remember I made a video about how like going on dates, you think about it like sorority recruitment. Like yeah. you ever hear the, the term like golden nugget? Yeah. I hate that term. It sounds so weird. But it's basically like you find the one topic that somebody loves to talk about and then you just kind of expand from there. And yeah. like that's the best way to have a date with someone is because they walk away from the date feeling like you listen to everything that they wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, not at all times do you ever actually want to talk about that. Like I remember this one guy I went on a date with, he was talking all about um, like medical school and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I get it. You go to fucking medical school. Yeah. Like, okay. Ask we- me something now. <laughs> yes. And he left that date and like immediately followed up and was like, I would love to get together oh, yeah. again next week. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. That's like, but 
such a really, tactic. Really good, really good skills. And I do think that a little bit of that plays into, I mean, it plays into dating. It plays into like friends. It plays oh, yeah. into podcasting. But I mean, the background behind all that probably is. Sorority recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people love to talk about themselves. Like literally everybody, even people who are shy. Well, that's why I have a podcast. Literally, even people who are introverted, <laughs> they love to talk about themselves. And if you find that thing, you're so right. That someone loves to mm-hmm. talk about and could go on and on about, and you're giving them the space to do it, they're gonna also love you. Yeah, they're gonna walk away like, oh my god, that conversation was incredible, even though you didn't even talk. Like, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like, I get a lot of girls. I'm sure you do too. About kind of asking how to make friends post grad, and I always say, you know, like there's the things that you can do to meet people, but like once you're sitting in front of someone and you're trying to talk to them and get to know them, like that. That to me, to actually make friends with that person is harder. You're so right. But I think that it does come down to that is like finding the one topic that that person could talk about forever, making them feel special like you were listening. But I also think that that can come from just oversharing. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes somebody has to be the one to just like blurt out something really yeah personal that like me maybe don't need to share with a stranger. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I was recently like <laughs> getting to know somebody for the first time and she... Um, and I like, were like doing something one-on-one for the first time. So we like hung out in a group before mm-hmm. and I didn't know like integral parts of her identities or like some trauma or whatever it was that she told me about. And all of a sudden I was like, I just felt us get a little closer. Like, mm-hmm. cause you shared something with me. And like, sometimes you just have to break the ice and be like, I'm going to overshare this yeah. time. Like, I'm going to tell this person about this thing. Cause like, I kind of want to get to know them better. Yeah, totally. I think that's a good way to meet girlfriends but anyways we totally like went off track Eli and I could talk for we hours really and hours like this could be a five hour or five part really good. podcast several parts but one thing that I do want to talk about before we get to our Thanksgiving list is your book deal ah, yay I'm so excited <laughs> I'm so excited for you thank you guess what what I read two books this year no way and yours is gonna be my third oh my god that's that's a good that's good odds are you like not a reader no not really but I it was on my um, New Year's resolution resolution list. I have to look back at it. I forget how many books I said I was going to read, but um, what did you read? I, the most recent one was "We People You Meet on Vacation." Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her books. Yeah, I, I actually cried on the plane. It's so good. Um, and then the girl next to me was reading Colleen Hoover, and I I feel like I'm looking over. and I'm like, are we both reading sex scenes right now? Yeah, like <laughs> dead ass. Like, <laughs> also, Emily Henry writes the best sex scenes. Like, she really knows how to write a sex scene. Like, yeah, it was good. Some book sex scenes are like cringe as hell like the way that 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 sex is described I'm like I cannot read this but like her sex scenes are like for the hopeless romantics out Mm -hmm. there for sure I was reading it and I'm like kind of turning it away because I'm like oh my god I don't want people to know that I'm like feeling myself right now (laughs) not actually I'm not touching myself but I'm like oh my god you're like oh my god this is like hot yeah yes but okay so the book deal when did that come about how did that come about yeah so it's really interesting like it works differently if you're writing nonfiction, which is what I'm writing because it's personal essays versus like a fiction book okay so for fiction if you wanted to like write a book of fiction and get it published you need to have a full-ass manuscript like people we met on vacation draft one done and then you would have your agent pitch it out okay but for me uh it was different because it's nonfiction, so we had to do like a proposal so my agents reached out to me because I was writing a newsletter and putting it online okay. and they had seen me say so many times that I wanted to write books and they were like you're a great writer we love this rules list thing we think there's something there so I met with them we put together a proposal it was like 90 pages a rough outline I wrote a couple of the chapters like as a draft and we put together like a business proposal basically like why the book would sell why now why me Mm -hmm. and so then they pitched out to publishers 
And what happens is you go to the meetings, they ask you tons of questions. It's like an interview for an hour. Okay. And then afterward they decide whether or not they're going to buy the book. And so all five were like, we're going to buy it. And when that happens, it goes into auction. So they had a week. And then at the end of the week on like, it was Tuesday at 10 AM. Like I'll literally never forget. They all came back with like the amount that they were going to buy the book for. And then I got to choose based on that. So my were agents. You shitting yourself? Oh, I, it was the worst day of my life. Like I was so nervous. I couldn't eat like the day before, which is crazy for me because I'm always eating. Then the next day I go to my parents because I had to like do something or get something from them, like a doctor's appointment. So I was working out in my parents' like little gym and my agent started FaceTiming me at like 10.05 and oh I didn't God. know what time they were going to call. I was like, oh my God. And I ran up to my room and they were like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And so they went from like least to most. And the per- person that like offered the most was HarperCollins and that's like who I really wanted, okay. which was like amazing serendipity. But they told me they were like, Every single time, like half an hour before we get the like offers in, we write on a post-it note, like what our goal number is for like the book deal. And like, we got it, which was crazy. And they were like screaming. It was like the craziest oh of my life. I have goosebumps. I will never forget it. I was just writing my like thank yous and acknowledgements. And like when I was writing about one of my agents, I was like writing about the way that she was like literally like sweaty from a Pilates class. And like <laughs> I was sweaty from working out and she's like screaming at me on the phone like, you got a book deal with HarperCollins. It was just like crazy. And my parents like took me out to lunch and we celebrated and it was amazing. But I love that. That was in April. And then I had to decide if I wanted to take six or nine months to write. I decided six because the publishing industry is like notoriously backed up. Okay. But with COVID and supply chain, it's worse. Um, and so there's like a ton of stuff going on with that. So I was like, I'm just going to take six months because I know I'll probably have a little bit more time just given like the fact that it's a bit slow. So now... I'm delivering the book. That's like what they call it. It sounds like I'm giving birth on <laughs> December 1st. Wait. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. this year. Yeah. So <gasps> I, I'm done. I, I finished on September 15th oh and then I've, God. now it's on like the fourth draft, but I'm like, I'm getting to a point where I have to stop reading it. Like I've read it 18 times. Like I could recite it. Like I locked in, it's like in three parts. So part one, part two, part three, obviously all in one book. So part one is done and I'm just finishing the other two. Okay. And then it'll go into like, all sorts of craziness, like publishing meetings, marketing, the cover. We've had some meetings about yeah. the tagline. And now I'm waiting on like um, the release date and all that stuff. So it's crazy. Oh my gosh. I crazy, am just crazy. so happy for you. Thank you. Every time you post like a little <laughs> excerpt on Instagram or whatever it is, I'm like, I read it back and it's so crazy to me that I'm reading like Eli's words. Oh my gosh. Because it feels <laughs> like you. I'm reading like a, well, I mean, you are like a true author, but it's like, it's crazy that I know you, you yeah, know? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I feel the same way about my writer friends. Like one of my friends has a book deal with Penguin Random House. And like, I just think she's the most amazing writer. And whenever I read her stuff and then I'm like out to brunch with her and I'm looking at her, I'm like, your brain yeah. is crazy. It is. It's just so wild. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. So would you say that you are a writer before a content creator? Yeah, I think it's interesting. And I want to like ask you the same question. I feel like, because everybody always asks like, are you an influencer? Are you a content creator? Like, I'm a writer first Mm -hmm. and my writing informs all my content. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about that? Like what titles do you take on? Are you just Mm -hmm. like a podcast? Do you say podcast host? Do you say like influencer? You know, I think the fact that I don't know the answer to that really depicts where I feel like I'm at in my life right now is just like, I feel so lost. I don't even know what I am. Yeah. Like, and I think I'm at a point right now where I'm just like, I'm just, I'm reaching and like, I'm trying and I'm just like trying to figure it out. But even to say that, like, I'm a quote unquote podcaster, like it doesn't feel, 
Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a sense that I don't feel I'm good enough to call myself that. That's so untrue, but I um, understand where you're coming from and your thank feelings you. are valid. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Right I saw, now, yeah. I saw something recently that was like trying to reframe the feeling of being lost. Because they were like, if you're lost, that just means like you need to find your directions like Mm -hmm. it doesn't even mean that you're like looking to be found like you just need to like map out the directions like Mm -hmm. to know where you're going and like it's kind of like there's a sense of hope in the fact that you don't know where you're going because like I don't know like I think about this a lot like in in my old job like I knew what the promotions would look would have looked like like I knew the path and like it honestly kind of sometimes made me feel like sad because I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't feel fulfilled by it. But to not know is kind of special because there's like a hope there that you're like, I'm going to find it. Like you're not going to be lost mm-hmm. forever. Just a quick PSA for you. If you don't know what to get your boyfriend, your mom, your grandma, your sister, maybe even yourself for Christmas this year, I do, and I put it all on the Macy's landing page. I just updated it. The other day, I added so many gift ideas for you. I added all of my favorites at Macy's currently and so many great deals so you're not breaking the bank this holiday season. You can check it out at macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. Yeah, I think it's interesting because in my mind, I feel like there's a lot of different paths that I could take, and I think the issue that I'm having is determining which one to take so like at this time I kind of feel like I'm taking all of them at the same time but the fact that I'm doing that means that I'm going to get to the end destination of all of them like way later yeah versus just following like one single path right now getting to the end figuring out if it's something I like you know but I've always been the kind of person like you I like to dip my toes in a lot of things I like to be busy um so I feel like right now like we were talking about this before, but I've been having the interviews for like these bridal stores, yeah. like getting back into bridal. Um, like lately, I've just been thinking about, I've always loved makeup. Like yeah. I've always loved bridal and makeup. Those are the two yeah. constants in my life. So I'm like, maybe I could do like hair and makeup for just, you know, friends and yeah. like do it for fun. It would fulfill you too. And honestly, like I always say this, like trying something new is a win-win in my book because if you tried like let's say that let's like make it Pilates I always use Pilates as an yeah. example but let's say you've never done Pilates and you got like brave enough to go to your first class let's say you literally hated it and you were like I'm never going back there it's a win because now you're freed up to try something else yeah like it's not a loss that you didn't like it it's realizing that wasn't for me but I'm so glad I know now and it made it like you broke the ice it makes it trying something else a bit easier for the first time mm-hmm. so I feel like the same way with you right now like whatever you try even if you don't like it you're gonna get better at trying things for the first time or revisiting things and then you're gonna find what you love yeah but the that. dibs beauty collab is so fire thank so, you I love it oh my god the contour yes it's so great it's like creamy yeah I think that's another thing too is I I don't know if you feel the same way but like after a year and I'm so grateful like I just want to say that like I'm so we're both so privileged yeah. to be in a position where like we can work with fa- with our favorite brands you know yeah but I think I've been looking more towards things that are like more collaborative, like more hands-on that I get to actually create something. So like the water boy collab that I'm doing with the flavors, like we've been working on that for months, like honestly, almost over a year. I mean, and then like the dibs beauty thing, like we're working on formulating a new product now. So after this collection comes out, I'll have a product that comes out in the spring and like working on that. And I think it's allowing me to kind of try these different things. Yeah. And and just what you said is reframing feeling lost as like a positive thing, you know, because now I can kind of redirect myself in 
wherever yeah. my heart is like leading me. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. I think it's admirable that you're so upfront about it too, because I know that like there's actually hundreds of thousands of girls that like look up to you as someone that they like would love to be or like would love to emulate. And the fact that you're also like, but I'm also feeling a little shitty right now mm-hmm. probably makes people feel really comforted when they're also not feeling their best because they are so inspired by you. Yeah. Oh, well, girl, I'm inspired by you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this conversation. No, so, it's so good. And okay, going back to the list kind of. So when you started on TikTok, obviously we all know you as the jar. jar you, did, you did all of the jars, which feels like a decade ago. Oh, it, it feels so long ago. Like, like, it what? was almost three years ago. It's wild. Which is like crazy. But like it does feel like a really long time ago. And like the fact that like, I know you feel this too, but like the eras that we went through on TikTok, oh, yeah. like people like came on at different points. Like there were jar people, there were list people. Like there are people that know me because of like my astrology videos or like salt your coffee, which was like two years ago. Or like, there's like so many iterations. Salt your coffee? Yeah, I had this like mega viral video of like 8 million views where I was like making a caramel iced latte, but I was like, it was giving ADHD that day. Like it was, it was coming out. I was like so erratic and I was like, this is how you make a coffee. And I like put all this salt in it. Cause I was like trying to make like a salted caramel latte. And like, oh my it God. was just like erratic and like such a mess. Was it good? It's actually good. And then <laughs> New York times cooking, like put out an article like months later that was like, when you add a pinch of salt into black coffee, it cuts the bitterness. Oh, so I was like onto something there clearly. Yeah. But, there you go. Um, it was just really funny. Like that was like a viral moment that people followed me for. So I feel like you have eras and I'm sure you like get that too. Yeah, I have, I have a few, honestly. It, it's funny because like not a lot of people that follow me currently, there's a small handful of people that know like the original like resume story. Yeah. I mean, everyone that listens to my podcast, I think at this point knows it. Like these are like my people. Yeah. Um, but then you have like the home decorating. Like I'm so sorry to everyone for like putting you through that. That Wait, was horrible. I but. loved it. I, okay, <laughs> this is my thing about that. That was fun. And even the people that were like, this looks super bad or like they're being (laughs) catery, like, okay, like it was a collaborative thing. Like people on the internet love to have input and say like, you know, when you make a video and you're like, I don't know what shoes to wear with this outfit. Those always do well because people love to like help you build an outfit or like tell you to move your couch. Like people love that shit. I know. You know what my, my issue is though, is that like when I get the answer that I don't want, sometimes it makes you like a little bit irritated. Yeah. Like irritated with myself mainly yeah but then sometimes it kind of portrays you know like I'm asking for help but then I don't do what people say yeah but I think I'm asking for help because I'm expecting a different outcome yeah and then I get the outcome or, you know when like, you oh, ask for fuck. help <laughs> you ask for people's advice just because you want to know what you truly want yeah when you start seeing like like let's just say like you said like pink or blue and like you secretly <laughs> deep down want a pink and everyone's saying blue you're gonna realize like okay I definitely want pink like yeah. I'm feeling really weird about this but then I'm gonna do the pink and people are gonna be like why don't you just listen up front because yeah, I listen finish to it. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but, but that that's been quite an era I mean the office decorating era I, we so were good. talking about this before we started recording but I think I'm gonna take some time and like you know revamp the office because it just doesn't really feel like me and I think I don't know also that could be a fun era if you hired somebody it could be really fun to make content with them yeah like an interior designer like people are so talented at that stuff and interior decorators they had to go to like architecture school Mm -hmm. they had to get like degrees like in architecture and math it's crazy to me like people like don't think that an interior decorator is like a hard job like no it's fucking hard and I'm like you know those people like they literally went to architecture like architecture majors that Mm -hmm. is the worst major that you can have in college it's truly horrible yeah I um I I mean I don't know how anybody could ever say that decorating a place is easy because it's it's just not no and I think I get irritated too because people are like, why don't you just spend money and 
like get something nice instead of buying all this cheap stuff from like home goods or, or Facebook marketplace. And it's like, uh, it's, I'm torn between like wanting to buy things that are affordable because it's like attainable, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's helpful for other people as yeah. well. Because if I, it, okay, if I'm showing my room and every single fucking piece in my room is from CB2 Pottery or Crate Bar. and Barrel, Party Bar, people are gonna be like, what? People are gonna be, people are and gonna also, cancel you. <laughs> yeah, and, and also at the same time, it's like, I don't find the value in that. Like every once in a while, yeah, you find like a good piece. But I mean, if I can save the money, then like I can. Yeah. There was this girl who I did like an ask me anything on my Instagram. And she asked me, let, I, so I don't know if she was just not on her anonymous account or she just didn't know that her thing was anonymous, but she messages and she says, why are you such a low budget bitch? <gasps> oh, I saw that. And I'm like, girl, that's a compliment. I'm yeah. saving my money. Wait, the other thing is that everybody and their mother loves my mom. She's like <laughs> such a queen. She's a Libra queen. Oh, you're a Libra. Yeah. She's just gorgeous and like, she has amazing taste. Half the shit in our house is from Home Goods, and it people are good stuff. always like, "Your parents' home is gorgeous. Your mom dresses beautiful." My mom literally is always in clothes that are from like Nordstrom Rack, Saks Off Fifth. Like, mm-hmm. she loves a budget moment. Like, she loves a Home Goods, and like, you can elevate a space to another level using Home Goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Home Goods. We're all low budget bitches here. That low is a compliment bitches. in my opinion. Yeah, no, it really is. Like, also, if you bought a party buying cloud couch like for ten grand, and you're like. This is my couch. People would be like, this is so out of touch. Like, yeah. you can't win. I know. I know. But you can buy that same damn couch on Facebook Marketplace for yeah, half the price. So, so true. We love Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into the list. Yes. Okay. So Eli and I, when we were talking about this episode, I wanted to do something that was kind of centered around Thanksgiving because I think the holidays can be like a really kind of like anxious time for a lot of people. You could be going back to your hometown. You could be seeing your family after a while. And like for a lot of people that can be a lot. So we want to add a little bit of like spice. Yeah. Add a little bit of fun, you know, get you excited for the holidays. I also feel like the rules and fun on weekdays are like of the same, like same genre, different font vibes because the rules, like people, every time I'm interviewed about it, people are like, well, isn't there some world in which like giving people all these rules like stifles them? And I'm like, but that's not the point. The point is I give like 15 rules and you can choose three of them just to make things a little bit better, a mm-hmm. little bit brighter, a little bit more fun, a little bit more like mm-hmm. elevated. Like you don't need to like strictly follow it. People do. And I love that. But I feel like it's just the same kind of vibe. Like mm-hmm. you're just trying to like elevate your life ever so slightly, make it more fun. Exactly. Exactly. And and if it happens to be on a weekday, like that's great. If it happens to be on Thanksgiving, yeah. that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how do you want to do it? Do you okay. want to go? We can go like every, every other. other. I really only have five rules. Okay. Um, I don't even need to look at my phone for this. Okay. okay. My first rule, I'm just going to start off with something like super bold. Yeah. Um, and like this might be controversial, but my number one rule for Thanksgiving is no turkey. No turkey. No turkey. I think turkey is disgusting. Here's one thing about me. I think Thanksgiving food is so gross. I think it's like, yeah, it's okay. This is grossing me out so much. I'm just going to say quickly, the concoction of smells when someone is cooking a Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner makes me physically sick. Like I smell that like, there's a lot of stuff going on. All the potatoes, mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey, all the smells at once. And like, it gets hot. And like, I'm like, I just can't like open the window. It's hot and steamy, but for me, I think it's when you add in, like, the raspberry, like, fruit 
smell with the steaminess of like potatoes <laughs> and stuff you know it's, so it's like gross. A, it's a little bit damp in yeah. that room I do have um a rule it's like number six but let's all agree turkey is dry oh my dad okay. says my dad's a chef and he says that there's no way to like truly cook a turkey well like you can do it the best that you can but it's not like cooking like a chicken or like a ham mm. when like you can really make a really nice moment for yourself like it can't really be that good like there's a ceiling yeah, it, it's just a little bit. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. if I could put turkey in a sound, it's Is like it, that. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's replace the turkey, in my opinion, with like a ham, a like ham. a honey baked ham. Honey baked ham, so yeah. good. Or Incredible. Chicken. Chicken, yeah, chickens, we can do chicken. Like honey baked ham is better. Um. Mm-hmm. So my first one's also really controversial, but <laughs> I find it to be very fun, and I'm going to explain myself. It's if you don't have a turkey trot, you're a traitor. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, wait. Not, you don't have to sign up for one. Like, I, so one Thanksgiving, like, my mom was really sick when I was in college. She has an autoimmune disease and in high school. And I was just trying to make Thanksgiving, like, a little bit more fun because everybody was, like, in depressive era. And so I was, like, looking up turkey trots for my whole family to go do as, like, a new tradition. Like, let's all go out. Like, mom can ride a bike or, like, walk or cheer or whatever. And I couldn't find any in our area. So, like, six years ago, I, like, made one up. Like, I bought prizes. I, like, got all of our family friends, my whole family, sent out a group text, like, picked in a location. I made the rules. It's, like, 2.5 miles. And the rule is all 30 of us, or 30 of us, run, and it's on the beach, on the boardwalk. We run out together. So the first, like, the way out to the turn point, we all have to stay in a pack. So, like, my grandma is running with us. Like, everybody together. Like, slowest people, fastest people. And then when you hit the turn point, it becomes a race. So we wait for everyone to get there as a pack. And then it becomes the the way back as a race. And we do, like, little prizes. And then afterwards, we have breakfast and coffee. And, like, it, you can ride a bike. Like we made it up. It's not a real turkey trot. And it's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Everybody's. Okay. Well, I feel like a huge bitch now because my number like, two was no, no turkey, turkey trot. <laughs> I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be. <laughs> no, because this morning I was talking to Connor about how I was doing this. And he was like, oh, what are you talking about? I said, and we're doing Thanksgiving rolls. He's like, oh, my one and only rule is a turkey trot. He like, said it was. Yeah. Is this? He's a big turkey trotter. Are you guys doing Thanksgiving together? No. Okay, so uh, you're not going to have to trot. No, no trotting for me. Just yeah. a little bit of casual walking. Um. Well, here's like my thing for that. In the same vein of mine, another idea to like elevate family spirits that's not a trot is doing an appetizer contest oh, okay, where that's everybody cute. has to show up with an appetizer and then everybody judges anonymously and like votes on their favorite and you can't vote on your own. Kind of fun. Okay. That's, I like that. That's a fun idea instead of the trot to bring the family together. Yeah, yeah. We usually like, God, what do we do? Honestly, like now, it's so interesting how the dynamics of like your family changes yeah. when you become an adult. Yeah. Because now when I go home for the holidays, I'm like so excited to see my family and just hang out with them yeah. and like have a glass of wine at oh. dinner. Actually, you know what we do is we make TikToks. That's my, so fun. And my dad fucking oh, loves. Your dad loves TikTok. Your dad's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some type of skit that he's probably planning. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, I don't know. When I used to go home in, like, college, um, I think I was going home a lot of times because I was so excited to see my friends from high school. Yeah. And now the tide has shifted a little bit. Like, so don't get much. me wrong, still happy to see them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's fun. So much, yeah. Um, my number two, I don't, this might be controversial because I know you love, you love a fit check. Dressing up for me is a low-key no. I don't get why we fucking dress up to stay at our house. Like, Wait. what the fuck is that? Jeans are fine. Like, je- these jeans are so fucking baggy. Like, I'll wear them because then I can, like, fit in all the food. And a sweater. Like, I, I love a fit 
a Thanksgiving fit that I see on Insta. I'm like, cute. But in my brain, and my cousins and I always say this, I'm like, we are we are literally walking down the stairs to the kitchen. Like, why are we getting dressed yeah, up? That is a good point. You know what's funny <laughs> is, like, just picturing myself in a pair of leather pants and heels just to, like, sit at my grandma's table. Yeah, like, where you always go, like, on Christmas Eve, we wear pajamas at my house because we're, like, for our Christmas Eve party, that's, like, a fancy dinner because we're, like... We're in, we're at our home. We're not leaving. Yeah. Like everyone should be comfy. Okay. I might, you know what? We are like on complete different Wait, so wavelengths. Is your, this is your year? number three, like dress up as a just for success. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> my number three um, along those lines though was dress to impress your cool aunt. Oh, that's not your ex-boyfriend. Okay. That's actually really good because that's a good Wednesday night before Thanksgiving rule. Cause I always say like mm-hmm. you have to, when you're going to see an ex, it's all about success and silence. Like be brief, be polite and just like thrive. That's what makes people like WTF. You're like mysterious a little yeah, bit. So wear something to like impress your hot, cool aunt and not your ex. That's such a well, good one. You know what I realized is, I mean, everybody has like a cool aunt, oh, for you know? Sure. Um, and so every year, like me and my sisters will be like, Ooh, like aunt Leslie's going to like my outfit. And yeah. it's kind of like a, who does aunt Leslie compliment first? first like, does yeah. she, is she com- last year? Uh, last time I saw her, she complimented my slick back bun. And I was like, hell You're yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. I'm wearing, wearing a slick day, back yeah. bun on Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it really is. I mean, when I think back to like when I would go home for Thanksgiving and I was still hung up on my ex, I would always put so much pressure on the outfit to think that like he thought I looked good. Yeah. But then I'm like, he's literally not going to notice that I bought this shirt from wherever, whatever. Like it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a lot more fun to try to dress to impress the girls because they're the Mm -hmm. ones that are going to notice, you know? So right. I love that. Um, my next one is eat breakfast, and the reason is, like, there's so much eating disorder-coded content around the holidays, mm. but especially, like, I see all the time people being like, oh, like, I'm skipping breakfast because, like, I'm going to eat so much later, and mm. I feel like there's something to be said, like, if you know you're having a huge meal at 3 p.m., like, just keeping it small and light, but, like, I do not think that we should be skipping meals because we know we're going to eat. Like, doesn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. and I always try to, like, reiterate that on my TikTok. Like, you're allowed to have breakfast because just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean that you can't. I think, too, when you're eating consistently throughout the day, like, I feel better. Oh, I feel way better. I feel so I'm much better. I'm such a bitch when I don't eat. I get so hangry, yeah. and also I think – um like I've been really trying to be intentional with myself and like eating when I'm hungry until I'm full. And when I don't eat throughout the day, I can't gauge what that is and like listening to my body. So mm-hmm. eat breakfast is my next one. That's a good one. Okay. Get, get me with another list. Cause I, I really only have like two. Okay. More <laughs> so my next one is the theme of the music is Christmas music that you could do a lap dance to. Um, oh. <laughs> hear me out. Like okay. not like, not like have a holiday like Christmas, like Kelly Clarkson Christmas music, like, really sassy fun like any of that vibe like kelly clarkson justin bieber ariana grande like that's the christmas music that's on i think that thanksgiving is like i don't really love thanksgiving i like spending time with my family but i feel like it's a christmas kickoff it is it's the pregame for christmas truly it really is christmas pregame just like Um, a month in advance yes um my next one is if you don't celebrate if like I wasn't going to celebrate Thanksgiving or if I was not able to go home, I would eat sushi and watch Gossip Girl. Just oh. like comforting. That's like my rule for if I wasn't going to celebrate. Yeah, there's a lot of people um, that like, I mean, I have like a lot of friends that aren't going home for Thanksgiving this year. Luckily, my family's coming to me, but a lot of people just spend it with their friends or yeah. they spend it alone. I think as long as you make the day like your ideal day. Yeah. I think that's a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, hit me with one of yours. It's not like we even want to eat like the Thanksgiving no, food anyway. No, it's nasty. Like, I'd rather pump- have sushi. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin pie to me is like a hit or miss though. It's If it's, it's like, good, it's good. 
pumpkin yeah. cheesecake is really good. Oh, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, That's good. I'm better with a, let's replace the pumpkin pie, the apple pie with just a pumpkin roll. Oh yeah. With, like, like the cream cheese in roll. there. Yeah. Um, so good. Yes. Okay. Give me a next. Okay. Rule. So one of my next rules was, you know how you were saying like when you see your ex during Thanksgiving, yeah. it's like, it's blackout Wednesday. They call yeah. it, you know, the night before you're going to your small town bar. Um, I, <laughs> the fact that I'm giving this advice and I've never fucking done it in my life, like but I wish that I could and I'm past it now so I'm not going to but um I think when you see your ex like buy them a drink and then just walk away like just don't even talk to them that's so good because it gives you your fix of being like he's gonna wonder yeah that might be toxic advice I don't know like um I have so many toxic Wednesday before Thanksgiving stories like yeah I just like really was like dumpster diving to the high school like Mm -hmm. like ghosts of Christmas past like literally like all the high school boyfriends like any man who like I even considered attractive in high school like I did all of that toxic shit now I like won't even go out on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving because I'm like it's just it's too much for me see that is another rule too though is that I think that your hometown small bars are like way more fun way more fun than like a big city bar oh yeah and I think that if you are home then you should absolutely go I'll be flying because my parents like want me home on Thursday so I'll be flying on Wednesday back from Texas so I won't be able to go out yeah I do think there's something kind of like really like people put pressure on but I feel like it's like no pressure like it's just people that you went to high school with like at a little bar in your small hometown it's kind of fun I do think that there is like a little bit of pressure maybe just to show like that you're doing well yeah you're right you know, I mean, inherently, it's like, I don't even know if inherently was the right word, but yeah. it's kind of like a same way as Thanksgiving is a pregame for Christmas. Like Thanksgiving the night before every year is like a pregame for your high school reunion. Yeah. You get like a little taste of what people are You're up to. You're so right. It's definitely like people watching. Yeah. it. I mean, I had a lot of fun last year. Um, I will say though, like every year with my group of friends from high school, we always do a Friendsgiving or we do like a Christmas party. Yeah. And um, we went out last year and I actually just had so much more fun, like getting together with my friends in an intimate setting because the people that you actually want to talk and catch up with, like if you're all in the same space, you can do that. But if you're out at the bars, everyone gets separated. Like I lost my phone last year. My mom had to come pick me up from downtown Willoughby. It's not giving. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was not giving, and all my girlfriends, actually, my girlfriends were sleeping over my house, oh and they God. got home before I did, yeah, at my family house, Jenna? and they're like, where is Jenna? And I lost my phone, That's so funny. and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it gets a little messy, it gets a little chaotic, yeah. but sometimes, you know, I'm like here for it, it's a good story okay. the next day. I like that you're giving the chaotic ones, because I have like a nice one. Um, that's like very wholesome. Okay. It's called the gratitude round Robin. I think a lot of people do this, but I really think it's fun to go around and say like what you've been grateful for in the last year that's sweet. at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, or like I did it at a friend's giving with my friends recently. And like, I don't know, I think it's nice to hear what people are grateful for, like beyond just like grateful for family, friends and health, like obviously, mm-hmm. but like to hear like the things that they're really reflecting on is sweet. That is nice too. I think it kind of forces people to be a little sentimental. A little sentimental. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay. This is actually huge. I have to ask you. So you're either a three to five 30 Thanksgiving dinner family or a five 30 to 8 PM. Like, do you eat in the afternoon to the early evening or the early evening to the evening? So my family, specifically my mom's side of the family is like a 3 PM to midnight. Yeah. That's what ours is too. Yeah. Like there's no, st- there's no stopping. Like yeah. we, we talk nonstop. Yeah. Um, and we're just spilling all the tea. Like, see what happens is we have the hors d'oeuvres, we have the appetizers, we're yeah. sitting around, we're getting our glass of wine. Everyone's kind of, you know, getting, yeah. getting fueled up. Then we all stand around, watch my grandpa cut the turkey. Aww. I'm like 
hand over mouth, like, I'm going to barf. I can't watch this. Get this turkey away from me. My grandma's talking about the gizzard and like, she's boiling the, (laughs) the, the turkey liver. I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't. Um, but then we sit down, we have the, we have the dinner. My mom's side of the family talks forever. I love that. That's where I get it from. And then after dinner, the guys kind of go away and then we have our girl talk. Oh, so that's it's like so fun. Me, my grandma, my sisters, my mom, my yeah, aunts. I love that. Yeah. And then that goes like um, all night. Do you have like, cause this is another one of my rules is the tradition of the non-tradition. So bringing in something that like, cause there are Thanksgiving traditions that everybody does like mm-hmm. have a turkey, but do you have any like things that your family does that like not everybody does? Mm. ours is that like we eat um what is it called it's stuffed shells like the italian pasta stuffed shells like that's like our appetizer my dad always makes them okay. or like he makes like lasagna or like baked ziti like some italian like pasta dish is always included and it's just really funny like it's i don't know why we do that but that's oh. like our tradition of that's non-traditional that sounds so good it's so good yeah um i don't know if we have anything i don't know if we have any for thanksgiving specifically we have a lot for christmas yeah um is it turkey that you that you have a wishbone i think so if if the wishbone comes from a turkey we do the wishbone and it's pretty disgusting like you take out the wishbone you dry it out and it's just like it's got like a little bit of meat remnants on it it's just sitting on the counter it's just like it's pretty gross yeah we don't do that that yeah, I think like the next day you're supposed to snap it. Um, oh. One of the things though that I was going to say is kind of a tradition. Like the following day, this yeah. is my last rule, is on Black Friday, Yeah, you like dress to the nines. Like you put on a new sweater. You're, like you're looking fire. So fucking good. You go to your local mall. Yeah. And like you Black Friday shop, you leave with nothing. And part of that is because half of the stores in your small town are abandoned. But yeah. like, it's still just the well, act of dressing up and going out for Black Friday. Yeah, I so remember fun. in high school, I thought it was like such a serve to like wake up at four in the morning <laughs> and go Black Friday shopping. But like, there wasn't like any deals. Like the mall no. was like kind of deserted. Like there was like a Dunkin' Donuts open and we were like, this is a sleigh. And like, we'd go to Bath and Body Works. Like <laughs> Bath and Body has, has the deals. They now. have the deals oh, and okay. Yankee Candle. Like, oh, yeah. if anyone's in the market for Yankee Candle. Yeah, our store has, like, literally nothing in it, like, at all. It's it's actually really sad. So then we would go to, like, the Rich People Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, So we would go there for it. And then we always go to dinner after. And oh, it's just always, cute. like, a fun girls' day. Yeah. And the guys usually, like, go to a football game or bowling or something like that. Well, you like do that, that this year in Austin. I think this year, I think we're going to go bowling That's on really, really Thanksgiving fun. night. Um, my family's coming to Texas. They're going to be in San Antonio. My grandma oh, and aunt and uncle, they have an Airbnb. And then my sister has a house and like my parents are staying with her. Okay. It's, it's like a whole story. That's but really fun. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do for like dinner. Yet. Yeah. Hopefully no turkey. No turkey. I have two more. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, and everyone has to do this. It's a, an iPhone game called Psych that you can download. Oh. Have you played it before? Love. So like the, the rules are... We play that. Summarize them quickly. It's like everybody has like puts their name in and then it gives a question and the question will be like if Eli and Jenna were abandoned on an island, like what would they bring? And everyone has to type in an answer Uh and it's anonymous and then everybody has to vote on what they think is the funniest. But once you've had a few drinks and you're playing with your family, it's such a roast yeah. and it's hilarious. And we always play that after dinner. I love that game. You can hook it up to your TV too. Oh, like Quiplash. Yes, Quiplash. Oh, that's a big psych. one. I love that. So fun. I'm going to be honest. When you said psych, I was thinking of that Ellen DeGeneres oh, heads, up. heads up game. I love that game That too. game, when you're hammered, is the most fun. It's yeah. hilarious. It's um, fun. And then my last one is once things are winding down, 
at like 11.30 midnight, you have another piece of pie. Like you've had dessert mm-hmm. like at like eight or nine or probably for my family, be like 7.38. But things are winding down and you go in the fridge, you get another piece. Like you have to end the day with like some little dessert. Yeah, for me, it's the pumpkin roll. The pumpkin roll. The pumpkin roll. I'm kind of concerned about Thanksgiving this year because I have always been gluten intolerant, but I recently, it recently got really bad. So oh. now it's recently like, it can't touch things and I can't have sauces that have flour. Oh and my like, gosh. It's really horrible. And my family like never cooks gluten-free food. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'll be dealing with. Cause like gravy has flour in it. Stuffing's Everything. not gluten-free. It'll probably be like a greens day for me. I might have to like, I have to put in a request cause they're going to forget. And I have to ask my grandma, like, can you try to make the pie crust gluten-free or like, is that going to be a no It's going to crumble. She's going yeah, like- to no, be like, absolutely not. My dad also like, <laughs> thinks that being gluten-free is atrocious because he's like Italian and like in Italy like apparently the reason that we have gluten intolerance and or like celiac disease is because the preservatives in American gluten products are like impossible for people to digest so we developed like intolerance to those which then turned into intolerance to all wheat products oh my god because in Europe there's not at the same volume of like people that are allergic to you know when you go to Europe and you're eating carbs all day but you don't feel sick yeah. And like whole milk cappuccinos that I would never even dare to drink in America. Like mm-hmm. their food just hits different there. So my dad just thinks it's like fake. <laughs> I mean, I think I believe you. Yeah. Last year I was trying to be gluten and dairy free. I was like doing really well. And then it was Thanksgiving. I went home and it's like nothing in Ohio is gluten or dairy free. Yeah. Like nothing at all. Um, so I was having a hard time and I, I literally just gave it up for Thanksgiving. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat the potatoes. Yeah, you're like, I'm doing it. And we make potatoes, it's full of milk, it's full of butter. Like I was so eating good. all the things and it was so good and I didn't regret it at all. Yeah, that's exactly it yeah. My last one is um actually count memories, not calories. Cause I when I was like suffering and going through eating problems, I would just literally always be counting calories on like holidays. Mm. And it would just like ruin my holidays. And like I think about how I don't even know how many times I'm going to get to spend that like special time with my family. And like, mm-hmm. I just have to ke- remind myself when I like go to revert back into that to just like count the memories. Cause they're so much more important. Mm-hmm. That'd be my last one. You know what I heard actually, which like kind of changed my outlook on seeing your family as well. I was listening to a podcast um, from Chloe's deeper than money. And I forget who the guest was, but the guest was saying, if you live far away from your family and you see your family maybe once or twice a year, and let's say that your parents are 60 years old mm-hmm. and, or maybe your grandparents are like 80. Yeah. I mean, think about like the time that you have left. Yeah. You might have like, you might have 10 more Thanksgivings left with, with your, your family. family. That's so So when you true. think about it like that versus like years and you just think about like the actual moments left, I think it really does help you be like a little bit more present. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be so annoyed, like in high school. Not annoyed, I shouldn't say that, but I always used to, like, want to go to my boyfriend's house after. I wanted to, like, go sleep over my friend's house. Yeah. And I get now, like, why it made my mom so upset, because she's like, we don't get to see you ever. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't get to see my friends, but now I'm like, my friends, I can go and visit whenever, you know, like, your family is different. Yeah, it makes me so sad, too, thinking about, like, not seeing, like, I want to be around my family all the time, and I'm so lucky I have such, like, a healthy relationship with them, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I really want to cherish those moments, and, like, in high school and college, I definitely like ruined them for myself by like thinking about food too much. Yeah. So that's, that's that. Well, you guys, we just gave you a ton of ways. A ton of rules. Ton of Spice ways it up. to have the best Thanksgiving ever. Yes. This was a great Thanksgiving. This was so fun. This was so out. fun. I know. I'm so thank- thankful that you're 
thankful that you're able to come <laughs> and glad to have you in Austin. I'm sure we'll see you back here. Yeah, but for sure. And you have to come on Miss Congeniality next time you're in New York. Would love to. We'll make we'll make New York a little less overwhelming and we'll just okay. get away. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy holidays. Enjoy the time with your family. Yes. Enjoy the time with friends. Eat lots of food. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> By the time that you're listening to this episode, it either is Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving has already passed. And I love this episode. We had so much fun recording it. While it is super lighthearted, I did want to take a moment and just share what I'm thankful for this year for this Thanksgiving. Of course, my friends and family have been so supportive over this past year. Since last year when I quit my job and going into a new endeavor with fun on weekdays. But I'm also just I cannot even express how grateful I am for all of you guys that listen every single week or this is your first time listening. All of your support, no matter how big or how small, means the absolute world to me. And I could never, ever end this episode without giving a huge thank you to Macy's. They have been my sponsor for Fun on Weekdays podcast since the beginning of 2022. And as we approach the end of the year, it's crazy to think that I've been working with Macy's for a year now and the growth that I've had and their support has just been unwavering and I cannot thank them enough. Over the past year, I have been accumulating a landing page of all of my favorite items at Macy's. I update it every month. You can check it out at macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And I hope you think of me when you think of Macy's. Happy holiday season this year and thank you all so much. I am so grateful.